Good evening, one and all, and welcome to Transvox. Tonight is the night. It's time to talk Star Trek. Is it? And Jen, it's a pleasure to meet... Oh, no, no, is we're doing Resilience, it says here. Uh, 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 I shouldn't have put the uniform on, then, should I, really? Well, I do say it's quite fetching. I must admit, that Klingon mask, it looks quite good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the Klingons, but, I mean, I, I, I foolishly put on a, a wed a red jersey, which means I'm probably going to die in the first part of that, the pod. That's fatal, fatal. Are oh, you yeah, standing yeah. with your leg confidently splayed over a chair the way Riker does? <laughs> no, no, not quite. I can't quite pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were said we would talk a little, because last time we talked a bit about confidence, and uh, we said halfway through we talk about a bit about resilience. So so why not? I think, I think um, trans people are, are a, have to be and actually are usually astonishingly resilient but don't realize it sometimes yeah because this ability to to weather adversity and if that becomes overwhelming and there's some sort of failure or some sort of um problem or a mistake or something yeah people can crash and then they but they can come back as well and this idea of you know bouncing back or bouncing forward is is all part of our process of learning of of moving forward and it's it's a very and i've met i've yet to meet someone who's not resilient because actually most people are here they're th they're doing their best they're they're fighting the odds and you know however difficult difficult it is and boy the with the external environment at the moment you need to be resilient so it is quite fascinating how how resilience is something we need more of but we have the we have the tools at our disposal what do you think well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, of course, not disagree with it that having resilience is important. I'm not sure I have enough resilience, else I wouldn't be so regularly in tears over something I've read in the news. Right? I, I think, um, I suppose resilience is the thing that gets you. You know, you get knocked down and you get up again. So it's that a chumbawamba. Yeah, it's in my ears. Um, it's it's, 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 it's in an earworm. It is an earworm at the moment. So I guess if you're saying the resilience is being able to get back up after suffering knocks. And I think I think that goes just, I can sort of relate that to the whole of my trans experience, which I believe started when I was probably 10. And, you know, I'm going through those cycles of being ashamed, you know, as a kid, because nobody knew and everything was secretive and then, you know, surviving that and all the problems through that and all, th all through the time up until I transitioned, I, you know, I still kept who I was. I still knew who I was. I'm still resilient. And and I think that's important. And But not all of us have that because it wouldn't be, it is certainly not the case that we've lost people in the community. And it's not, we shouldn't talk about resilience as if not having resilience is some sort of failing because I think that's a danger we talk about resilience is in some way, if you aren't resilient, then somehow that's a weakness. It's not, it's not, we are who we are. But, um, but clearly we've lost people in the community because they haven't been able to get back up again. And that, and that you know, that I, I don't think is, a, is any way of a failing in character, which the implication, I guess, of resilience, you might think. I don't, I don't think it is that. I well, think... I, think, I think it's a whole different subject, funnily enough, because I think sometimes people take that path because that's, that is their solution. That is, you know, people... That for them, I, I don't really want to get into that subject today. No, no, I, I, I put I many agree warnings with you. on the front of it. But I think I think resilience is a skill, 
and or a competence. And I think you learn resilience. And okay. I think we we're naturally born with with a concept of it because actually the human the human spirit is such that it tends to get yeah. us back. We we constantly deal with adversity. We're dealing with adversity most of our lives. And of course, for some people, it can be utterly overwhelmed. And for those people, they their their solution is the solution that works for them. And I, and I guess what we're saying here is that there's, there's the ability to weather the the storm, as it were. And then there's the thing that when you can't and you you crash and burn, whatever the situation might be, some people have the skills to be able to get them back again. And some of that's building confidence. Some of that's knowing cognitive skills about how to think. Some of these things are emotional skills about how to manage your emotions. Some are physiological skills about how to manage your body. And um, for a lot of people, I, I have actually found that most people can increase their resilience as time rolls by. And and it's this idea that resilience is a massive opportunity to learn. You're learning about yourself and you're learning about others. And actually, the person in their life who's had no failure is a person who's never tried anything. And I think we know as trans people, we're constantly trying things. We're constantly experimenting. We're constantly exposing ourselves to risk. And, you know, sometimes it works for us. And sometimes it doesn't and we get it wrong or it goes wrong or we get abuse or whatever that might be. But that ability to go, right, okay, how do I how do I come back from this? I think is 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 an important thing to it's an important skill to develop as time rolls through. That's really interesting. I'm I mean I I I'm, you know, I am still here. There's a resilience. There you are that. then. That's it. But have I ever understood what that resilience is? never quite sure but you're absolutely right on that I, you know there's been you know every every time certainly when you're coming out and that the, the, you could get knocked back you know people could not support you your family you know that's not you know every bit of that knock back um whether that those knockbacks build resilience i don't know if that's that's a thing where the more you get well, knocked back the more you're used to or perhaps it does well, it, it, it is it, it is if you learn from it so for example i always remember your story about going out getting knocked down or falling over and your wig came yes. off and all that sort of stuff but yeah. you got back up that was some sort of determination because you had motivation so to do and you got back up and you built your skills and you learned from it and you didn't make that mistake again now you might yeah. have made other mistakes but you've learned oh, from it and so that it's it's the correlation between self-awareness, self-reflection, learning, and then being able to do something else again. The the problem for a lot of people is they haven't built those reflexive self-learning skills into their into their um, toolkits. Often yeah. maybe because they're younger and they just haven't had enough life experience. And sometimes, you know, I know you and I both work in a sort of a corporate setting, and we and we often develop those skills through training or through coaching ourselves. And often, I find people who've worked in different sorts of roles haven't haven't been tr- taught those sorts of frameworks. So it's not their fault because you don't know what you don't know. But actually, we can take a grip of our own self development and think: How do we build our confidence on one side, but also how do we build our resilience for when things go wrong? So we can we can actually then begin to manage this cycle of doing things, getting better at them, but when it goes wrong, learning from it, adapting, coming back again, rebuilding our confidence. So we get into this lovely sort of mindful. Oh, I don't want to use the word mindful because it's it's just I just I just hate it but into a conscious, let's say that, a conscious cycle of sort of improvement. And giving ourselves that control is actually really interesting because, of course, giving ourselves control and becoming conscious and aware of our thoughts and what we do about those thoughts is all part of self-awareness, which, of course, is part of resilience. So becoming resilient, learning the, the school tips, learning the skills makes you resilient in itself. Fascinating, isn't it? 
It is, because it's not anything. So, you know, I have got back up, I've been knocked down um, many, many times and, and knocked back, so I guess. I've never processed it as I'm learning or anything. I'm just, it, it always naturally going. So the, the, the one where I fell over and everything for, you know, my, my wig fell off and I'm sprawl. It was, well, well that, what's the worst can happen now? You've done that and, no, and the world hasn't collapsed, right? And that's a strategy. But I, never, I never thought, of, oh, I'm being resilient here. I just got back up because I couldn't, you know, much yeah. as I wanted to spend the rest of the day lying outside uh, Woolworths, I, it wasn't going to be a, um, <laughs> it wasn't going to be something I could do. So um, I just think unconsciously, we've, I've learned that, uh, that resilience, I, I guess. Um, but, but that's the point. That is the point. You see, like I said, we're, it's, it's part of our natural condition as human beings to, to have resilience. And then what comes next is the, the, the conscious process of building resilience. And I think that's, that's the point. And that's how, people, that's how people thrive more quickly is because they're learning the skills and becoming more aware of those sorts of things. Everybody, most people, because there is a tiny percentage that don't, but um, most people have this built in. And even people who aren't necessarily with us anymore had resilience. Yes. Until the point they didn't. Yes. And because they've taken different choices. Now, there are there are all sorts of conditions, again, that in the way of resilience is addictions, that, that uh, reset and rewire our cognitive processes. There's all sorts of things that get in the way. Um, and ideation of um, suicide and such like is part of that process. But for the vast majority of people, actually, you can build that. You can build things. But for some people, um, their solution is a different solution. And there's nothing the matter of that because that's their choice as well. And choices are really what resilience is all about. Yes. Yeah, no, and then that, that, that's certainly true. And it is, it's hard to say, I find it really hard to remember what it was, what it was like to, to, to be, to, when I've had those knockbacks, to actually take that next step out the door with fear and I ha I can't recall it, which I don't know if it's a bad thing or not. Um, but yeah, if somebody had told, explained to me that this is just building your resilience, you know, I would have probably processed it very differently, I think. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a very personal thing as well, I guess, isn't it? I mean, you know, I, there's there's areas of my life, perhaps I'm not so resilient to, to knockbacks you know socially and things i'm a bit more awkward and things so maybe i haven't so maybe it's, it's sort of you know it can be almost some parts of you are more resilient and some parts you're not i don't know well but of course there's always this thing about the emotional side so for example anxiety is something that we look at resilience as an antidote is anxiety but if the focus is on anxiety then actually you don't build the resilience to deal with the anxiety so you have to have anxiety coping strategies and then having those anxiety coping strategies allows you to deal with the anxiety therefore you're building resilience to be deal able to deal with it so the, it's the point of focus that you have to look at so you can you can see resilience as an input but also as an output as well yes i get that because i can think of parts so i think of parts of my life like socially I haven't shown resilience. I've had knockbacks when, you know, friendships have drifted away and I've struggled with that and I've not really recovered that and become slightly more isolated day to day. Um, so maybe there, that that is not me learning resil resilience in that aspect of my life. I don't know. Maybe it's something well, I have to, to think about. But, but sometimes that, there's also this things talked about is being more confident in relationships by learning the skills of really. So for example, I am... Um, 
I am. So if you you know me really well, or you know me pretty well, well, you don't know me yes. that well. In fact, who are you? No. <laughs> What's your name? Well, I mean, it comes back to this thing. So would you say I was an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, well, see, I would definitely say you're an extrovert in terms of what we do, but I imagine you'd tell me you're also an introvert as well. Of course I am. And, yeah. it, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's about you learn the skills to be socially fluent. And I think what a lot of people do is they don't learn those skills. Now, you you have to be able to perform as an extrovert when you're speaking at union conferences because you can't stand up and then be so introverted that you can't get a word out. So we all we all sort of wear the clothes of extroversion from time to time. You do. And there's, and there's no problem with that. It's a skill that we learn. So social fluency, um, you know, building the confidence to go out more, to conquer, you know, illnesses, problems, you know, whatever those things might be, um, are things that are in our gift. However, they're all things that get in the way. So if someone's been chronic, if someone experiences chronic pain, that, that can erode a res- resilience over the course of time because, because it, that like you know chronic you know any sort of chronic pain can do that because of course it's so wearing it drains our capacity and so we have we have to build resilience just to get back to, to the normal level of health as it were before you go on to the next stage which is to move forward and i think you know i know people and i think you do as well who've who've got chronic illnesses and chronic pain in their lives it's tough no i'm, I'm absolutely here uh, absolutely is you know the whole it is that whole package isn't it that and you talked earlier about anxiety and how that erodes resilience all the time i'm a generally anxious person but it's amazing that when i'm people see me in meetings and things people think i'm full of confidence like, yeah. like i just said but but in other aspects you know i shrink away you know and but you um, see but you see that's really fascinating because two things spring to mind there there's a redefinition that most psychologists will talk about, which is that I am not an anxious person. I'm a person who's experienced the effects of anxiety. And it's yeah. that how do you reframe the situation in your head from being something that you identify with or as to something you're experiencing? And, that's interesting. And, and that's a really important the therap- part of the therapeutic psychological process, because once you see anxiety as something we're experiencing, it's like obesity. We experience obesity. We're not obese. We are not miserable people. We're experiencing the signs of you know, miserableness. And, and I think once we can separate our identity, this is so important for trans people, because, of course, we, we, de- we, we should know how the difference between real identity and a condition. Because we do know what proper identity is all about. Yes. Even if we don't ever fully understand it. Of course. I think we know. Because that, we get it. That innate sense of who you are, yeah. even though try and explain that, write it down and explain that to somebody, can be difficult, really. But in a sense, that, that is so core that I get. And that's, why you're, is, and that's why you're not an anxious person. <laughs> okay maybe maybe I'll, I'll i'll somewhat agree with you it's that will be difficult when i be awake at three o'clock thinking why on earth did i say that on the podcast because you're I'm experiencing worried. as you're experiencing effects of anxiety yes and that's different that's different from being an anxious person because one is a definition of yourself with the confirmation bias that comes from believing that and finding signs to illustrate that you are anxious rather than saying i'm experiencing this thing and i'm now experiencing it so what are my strategies for dealing with it yes no i think i think that's an interesting way i, I, I shall try and uh well I shall try and rationalize it that, that way there's it's it's 
we're just talk, we're just kicking a concept round because this is how I like the idea of us big... broadcasting my therapy sessions. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, I tell the story. We should. I shall talk sometime about the fact that most therapies and um, most therapies sessions are really there to enable the therapist to have a holiday uh, rather than <laughs> get people better so they Ooh, cope with the world. That's <laughs> oh, that's gone. That's confrontational. Well, I shall, uh, I'll I, tell you, can I tell you something really interesting? Because one of on. my one of my things in my old life, I used to spend I did quite a lot of work evaluating the effects of counselling effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And what they said was that if you don't, if you're not, be, if you're not sorted, and I'm I'm doing parentheses figures now, the old bunny is, if you're not okay within six to eight sessions, you probably won't be with that therapist. I, okay, I, I can I can understand that. I mean, I have a therapist, not you. One that, uh, no, one no, that not me. I've got one on the side. That, that, got one on the that, side. Yeah, I've got one on the side. <laughs> You're keeping okay. them there on, on the. On and, and, the and, I, I, and the thought I haven't fixed myself in sessions, but actually, having somebody that I can talk through things is still value. So having somebody that I can do that, you know, a bit like this podcast. Yes, and this is cheap, this is cheaper is it, than my therapist. How is it helping your anxiety, that therapist? It's not, but I quite, I quite like to. Well, you just well, like having a chat. Well, we're just having a chat. Yeah. And so coming back to our resilience, socialization is such an important part of the human condition. Okay. Talking to people is so important, isn't it? And I think sometimes when you lack the confidence, you stay inside, you lose. And this is why Facebook groups and Teams and Zooms are so much more therapeutic. So if you if you can't go outside, you know, as you do, you're on Teams and Zooms all the day. So that's still really important. And what's fascinating about Teams and Zooms is if you and I were in public now with our faces the sizes that they are, we'd be about four inches apart from each other. So actually, we have the chance to observe and see each other on a much more personal and intimate level than people do sometimes when they're in the room. But what you're missing oh, well, no, is, that's you know, definitely you know, true. you know, you're missing from the chest down, really. So, I, you know, no, in my head, definitely... you've only ever been, in my view, you've only ever been a, a head with a pair of shoulders. Yes. <laughs> I shall stick that way. But no, you're absolutely right. You, I know in meetings, you can tell, you can tell everybody's body language in a meeting. Yeah. The, you, you know, it's so exposing in, in the old days, you know, you can see if somebody's rolling their eyes or something in a meeting and they don't realise how right. visible... Well, no, I, I take you. I take your point to a degree. I mean, I, you know, I still think the therapy I have is valuable because maybe it's stopping me becoming more. Yeah, and I'm not. From anxiety. And, don't get, and don't get me wrong, I'm not decrying all therapy. But what I'm saying yeah, yeah. is, because therapy has its use, and you get you get whatever it is that you and your therapist have agreed, and that's the point. Yes, you know, therapy should be a live, cognitive, aware process where one party knows what they're getting they're not just doing this thing where they're rehashing their trauma every single week for the next 50 no weeks. no and we, the the idea of therapy is really quite interesting you see because we call it a tipping point strategy so in other words imagine here we've got i'm holding my fingers up at one level as if there's a gateway and you know here here you're you're stressed and you're anxious and all those sorts of things and that you reach the tipping point where you go to therapy and yes. so what happens the therapy's therapist's duty is to get you back underneath that th- tipping point so you don't need the therapy but what some therapists do is they want to take you all the way back to having no condition at all but actually nobody listening Jill's doing some remarkable hand signals that are describing this brilliantly for me but probably nobody else 
But uh, <laughs> the point, the point of the tipping point, I think. Yeah, it's good. To say, I don't know how you don't know how you describe that, but uh, but you know what I mean. But the point of therapy is to get you back to underneath the tipping point, not to be perfect. And I think that's yes. one of the things that most therapists, um, the good therapists, will talk to you. Good therapists will sit down and say things like, you know, when how many this you only have this many sessions. Let's see where we get to in this many sessions. So say things yeah. like, I don't want you to become, you know, tethered to me. So in other words, when we've had this many sessions, let's start talking about an exit strategy. Because actually, if if you're not getting the relief you need and on a conscious process of how to achieve the therapeutic wins that you want, then you're not going to move forward. And this, mm-hmm. and this and taking control of the therapeutic process, of course, is part of building your sense of self. I mean, that's what a therapist should be doing, is building your sense of self so that this sense of resilience and learning and self-awareness and self-reflection becomes part of your toolkit, rather than just sitting there and allowing a therapist to go, mm, how does that feel? Oh, how terrible. Because that's not... that's not. Yeah, that's not therapy. That's not anything I've experienced yeah. in terms of therapy. Oh, but it's part, of of, it's part of the training. I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure. I, I, um, it helps with my resilience to be able to talk through some of the stuff, yeah. just like this podcast does to a degree, but to be able to talk through and and, and, and do that. And uh, I have, I think I have got a good sense of self. The thing is, do I really like that sense of self that I have? Do I really yeah. uh, well, love the person I am? I'm not, and that's a whole different point. But yeah. And that sense of personal acceptance is something mm. that's really important because actually if we don't accept ourselves, given that we're now living the life we want as the person we want to be is, is something to to examine because we can there are many senses of self aren't they i'm not talking about identity here but there's all sorts of practical considerings who we are our stage in life i mean i'd like to be 40 years younger thanks very much i'm really quite irritated that i'm the age i am but i seem how somehow it's that thing about you know Youth is wasted on the young people. I need it now. It's definitely, not. I think anybody. Any I need some transition. facial surgery, and I haven't got time because I'd be dead by the time I can get through the waiting lists. One, you don't need that, and secondly, you wouldn't. Oh, I do. But um, I think it's quite common for anybody that transitioned later in life, which has happened. You know, for our for our generation was the case. Hopefully, it won't be. It'll be less so in the future, to a degree. Is that think oh, I've missed out on that the, yeah. those years that. You know, and there is that sense of trying to miss out, but part of my re- resilience is not to dwell on that and actually think about how amazing it has been to be able to do it. You know, yeah. so it's been grateful you know, for but what there you is have, that, rather uh, than regretful yeah. for what you don't have. That's you know, I mean, you know, important. Many times, like, oh God, I wish. You know, yeah. I wish I'd uh, done this at um, twenty and not thirty-five or something. Yeah. You know, and that's it. Is you know, I, there's a theory in psychology that you can only do what you can do at the time, be given the tools, skills, and resources that you have available to you. So you could never have made a decision when you were young. Oh, no. It was different because you only had those skills, tools, resources no, no. available. I, I, no, I mean, I it was circumstances allowed me to yeah, changes in my life circumstances that allowed me. It, there's a you know that sliding doors. I might never have had that opportunity those circumstances i might never have transitioned yeah and that's the truth that i find hard sometimes to to think about but that is undoubtedly the case you know um i always i always whenever i'm talking to somebody else and they're sometimes maybe beating themselves up because they're not able to transition or or, or feel that they're under pressure to um or do or, or go further is you've got to find what works for you at that time right yeah that's and it. then you know um and find that balance really but um yeah, it's an interesting subject, resilience, and I'm going to think about it more, I think. I mean, I sort of brushed it aside of saying, well, that's just 
somebody being stoic, you know, and it's not that, is it? Oh, no, it's a very, very interactive, dynamic, extremely exciting process. <laughs> You've sold it well anyway. <laughs> Can you spot the person that makes a living out of helping people being resilient? Well, you're one, yes, one of us is a therapist, um, listeners, and one of us just clearly isn't. <laughs> well, I'm not a th Well, I suppose I am, actually. Or sort of, yes, you are. Well, I am, actually. <laughs> you are, you are in this, you are in this podcast at the moment, anyway. I am. Well, Shall it's we been a joy. This? It's been, a, it has. as always, it's been a joy. It is. It is. And how much am I charged for the 20 um, minutes? For you, I'll tell you what, give me, <laughs> give me tickets for the next time you're playing ice hockey in Stoke. That will be the, that's the important thing. That sounds like a deal. <laughs> Speak later. See you next week. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And uh, But as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah.